In a world shaped by ancient civilizations and remarkable trade networks, a wondrous journey awaits. Footprints presents Connected, a gripping 10-episode series that takes you into the lives of ordinary people whose destinies intertwine with the ancient Silk Road and the Belt and Road Initiative. Following the modern initiative that connects several continents via land and maritime networks, we uncover captivating stories along the way and witness how it bridges different cultures and peoples throughout time. Brace yourself for an enthralling experience with Connected, arriving on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today and join us on this extraordinary journey through time and space. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, Hu Young. I'm joined by Li Yi and Josh Cotterell in the studio. Coming up, businesses selling food, booze, and books tucked away in the back streets of university campuses rake in big bucks wherever you are apparently in the world. Year after year, new students come in and they'll always have a demand for these services, right? Well, it's a bit iffy this time. A fair number of these retailers have experienced a dip in business in China. What is going on? And the first Golden Panda, Golden Pandas Awards are in full swing in the charming city of Chengdu in southwest China. This distinguished event serves as a platform for presenting outstanding films, TV dramas, documentaries, and animations around the world. In each broadcast this week, we will highlight some of the exceptional content featured in this year's Golden Pandas Awards. Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. And if you have a question that you would like us to answer, emails and voice memos come to us at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Emails are fine, but voice memos are always better because we're a radio show and podcast after all. And we'd really appreciate it if you could uh, include your name and also region of residence in um, your messages. And now on Roundtable, as we move on to the next topic, every university has a few hangout places frequented by students and staff, often located in a nearby back street or alleyway. With this guaranteed foot traffic, these businesses usually uh, sell food, beverages, and books. They do very well. These establishments also carry a unique sense of community not found anywhere else. But now some small businesses along these university adjacent streets are facing challenges. One key reason being more college students are exploring alternative options. What alternative <laughs> options? It sounds a bit dodgy, but it's not. It's not. So um, let's take a walk down memory lane first. This typical back street near university campus. What's your memory of that, Li? Well, actually, just uh, you know, outside the back gate of my own college, which is Beijing Foreign Studies University, 
um, there is a very famous backstreet. Actually, the name of it is Houjie Backstreet, simply as that. And you know, it's so famous and popular among college st- students nearby because it's also a street shared by my college and also Minzu University. So it's in the Haidian district, and it is so famous that I heard of it even before I just went to the campus as a freshman, and I just heard it from my senior. Uh, people in the college, and alongside the street, there are like a, a variety of stores, like restaurants, milk tea shops, and groceries, fruit stores, and nail salon, and barber shop. You know, and um, it can just satisfy all your demands、uh, as the daily life,、mm-hmm. and also. Some distinctive features of such stores alongside the back street is that, first of all, usually their services and, and products are affordable because they are basically, you know, open to the young people. And then,、uh, talking about the restaurants, I think there are like restaurants, you know, that can offer all, you know, flavors and dishes because you have to cater to the preferences uh, of uh, people coming from all over the country and, and even all over from the world.、Mm. I still remember alongside the back street. We have some very good Korean food and Japanese food restaurant because there are some you know international、uh, people coming you know to our university to study, and then I still remember every time during the night the street can be so vibrant and lively because there are also some pubs and you can just ex- experience some you know freedom and fresh air you know especially when you are freshman just coming out of the senior high school and、mm-hmm. you experience you want to have such taste of life. Right, and what is it like in the UK or in some of the、uh, Western countries when it comes to the back street of your university campus? Well, I think like many universities, it depends on the university very much. So, in in the UK, we have quite a lot of university towns.、Um, so, cities in the United Kingdom are relatively small. Some of them are. Tiny, really, especially if you compare it to China. So, the whole town, the whole city, will sort of revolve around the university. The university will employ a lot of people there.、Um, the students will make up a big part of the populace, and so businesses there they thrive on student custom. So. It's like the whole city is a back street, I guess. <laughs> Although、uh, some of them look very fancy, actually. If you've ever been to Oxford or Cambridge, you definitely wouldn't call it a, a back street like that. But definitely, we have things like this. But I think it is very different. And I think one of the key things that I've noticed, having lived in China and also spent time in Haidian, where there are a lot of these back street areas, where there's so many universities, right? I found that. Definitely in the UK, there's less of an emphasis on restaurants and eating out. I think there's more of an emphasis on pubs and bars, and I think that one of the reasons for this is simply because in British culture, anyway, and I think in European and American university culture, especially socialising at university, the focal point is drinking in the bar,、um, more so than food, for example. Although people do eat, whereas I found in China that. A lot of it is there's a focus on food. Moreover, the price of eating out in China is definitely much more affordable than it is in my own country. So this is definitely a difference that I've seen. But I think I would say we do have back streets, but yeah, in yeah. their own sort of flavor. Yeah. Well, you mentioned price and、mm. a little bit of the、uh, culture as such, and、uh, this brings back memories.、Um, I went to LSE in London、uh, for my university days, and There was this 
Well, there is still this uh, Singaporean uh, Asian food. Uh, what do you call it? Cafeteria kind of place. Anyways, tucked away, like just uh, five minutes away from my university. And also, we don't really have a campus because、mm. you're kind of just in the middle of the city.、Right. Yeah, and、uh, it's very affordable.、Mm. I remember, and and I've had the best Xinzhou Chow Mee Fun in my life there. And it was at six pounds. You can get like this big. Is that cheap? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it not? Because if you not when think... I was a student, that that would be. <laughs> My weekly shop. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I? Can I just take that back? No, too late.、No, like, yeah. So, but it, it comes in ginormous portions, and I remember like me and my friends, like sometimes when we want like really authentic Asian food, and then we would go there, and、uh, also the really nice waitress. She's like. Um, like your mom's age, and she would just come in. Well, you would go in, and she would like, you know, like greet you in Mandarin and and with this slight Singaporean accent, and so friendly, and it's almost like going back to your home kitchen in a way. And、uh, yeah, so I, I suppose affordable and being close to campus, these are really important drawing points for.、Um, Students' custom in that sense. So,、mm. so what's changed here? Isn't it like prime location for business? And aren't you supposed to have this guaranteed business coming in? So, what are these retailers complaining about this time? Well, actually, you know, in the past, you know, running a business or like a brick and mortar、uh, store nearby universities can be a very promising business. Sometimes, some restaurant can really operate really well for years, solely relying on college students as their major customer base.、Uh, for example, there is a restaurant、uh, on the Wenhui Road in the Songjiang University Town in Shanghai. It's just next to the Shanghai University of Inter. National business and economics. The restaurant name is Nuanji, and it has been open for 13 years. It's actually the longest-standing establishment on the entire street. And according to the owner of this restaurant, you know, in the past, despite like it, enduring nearly four months of losses during the summer and winter vacation, when、uh, young people just go back to hometown each year, the profits from the remaining eight months are enough to make up for it. So that. Is how promising the business used to be, and but now it seems like business along these campuses and universities are facing major challenges. For example, especially for smaller restaurants, they find out that cheaper price can no longer attract college.、Uh, Pupils,、um, because they find out that, especially nowadays, young people they have much more pocket money than before. They are much more willing to go to the downtown area or central business district to maybe have a meal in some restaurant chain or some expensive、um, cafes or、uh, Western food restaurants than some like very affordable, cheap restaurant nearby their campuses. And also, they find out it's quite difficult to satisfy. Their demands because their needs are becoming more diversified than before. They are really looking for some fresh new experiences, so that just poses some new challenges for the owners of the restaurant. And also, I shared a similar experience, although I don't really own any business alongside the campuses. But just during the weekend, I went back to my own colleges. 
my own college, and I surprisingly find out that actually a lot of a lot of smaller restaurants just disappeared,、mm. and they were replaced by some like larger and more like fancy and comprehensive restaurants where you can easily find them in the major shopping malls, you know, like very famous restaurant chains, and they are just replacing those smaller restaurants alongside those back streets, which is the kind of like make me sad because sometimes those places is also the place where you have the Best memories and used and character, to, yeah. yeah, and create some kind of found、mm. with those restaurants. Yeah,、um, is it because of rent then? Because、um, for、um, these small mama pops, sometimes that's what we call them,、um, or like grandma's kitchen.、Um, usually they. Uh, hold a very small、uh, storefront, and the turnover rate is high, and that's how they make money. But with rising rent and also maybe higher hygiene standards as well,、yeah. um, some of these slightly grubby but you know sweet small places, they gradually have become you know a thing of the past, and、mm. then it's the big conglomerates with the. Uh, big windows, clean surfaces, and with definitely more capital,、mm. can sort of come in and move in, and that's also part of the gentrification story as well.、Um, it seems to be happening everywhere or in a lot of places. What do you think about this, Josh? Is it、um, sort of that sort of the、uh, formula of? Corporate success and what can you do about it, right? Yeah, well, it certainly appears to be going that way all over the world. I think. I, I think another reason for that is also social media and the sort of social mediaization of review sites and things like this, where I, I think most people, when they want to find somewhere, especially new, if you're in a, a massive city in China where There are thousands of places to eat. You will go on one of the respective review apps, which are used by millions of people. And because so many people have reviewed it, you can get a pretty decent evaluation of how that restaurant's going to be. Right? If it's got four point nine or even five stars out of five, and there's thousands of people that have reviewed it, you're probably going to go there, right? And as you say, it's these clean restaurants, these Consistent restaurants, the restaurants that have consistency, which are probably going to be owned by the bigger monopolies that are able to maintain those high standards, both in the restaurant and also online as well. And they're also going to have the money to have a massive online social media marketing presence. So they're going to be able to push their new deals. They're going to be able to hire all、mm -hmm. the celebrities to stand, and you know, adverts are everywhere these days,、yeah. right? I was in a lift. The other day,、um, in an elevator, in, in, <laughs> in yeah, my, British in, and my American English, American in case English, <laughs> and、um, you know they have these new. I don't know how new they are, but I hadn't seen one before. But they've got these really high quality projectors. They're、yep. almost the size of my little finger,、mm -hmm. and the quality of it. And there was a celebrity. I, I will not say her name, but I've been seeing her everywhere, and she's there telling me to buy this brand of coffee for about. Two minutes because the lift kept stopping, you know, and <laughs>、yeah. I, you know, this is very powerful. These、yeah. things and how can these little cafes, these little coffee stores, these little restaurants compete against this? And also, I think you know, there's a very weird phenomenon. I would say, you know, not only for the、uh, catering business and also for a lot of other business in China and also alongside the world. That is, businesses and companies they are you know deliberately. Upgrading their business to attract more customers because they realize that sometimes 
especially in modern times, you can't really attract customers by offering very affordable and cheap prices because customers sometimes believe that the higher the prices, the better quality of the product is. Mm. So sometimes they are, you know, although they don't really make much changes or adaptations of the quality uh, of these services or the products they are offering, they are simply raising the prices and then maybe do some rebranding thing to, to convince customers that we are offering good food, we are offering good services, and maybe that's something, you know, maybe happening alongside these backstories of universities also. Yeah, but I still think that for the vast majority of students, because most Chinese students don't earn our own money, you're still relying on the bank of mom and pop. And therefore, it's, you know, your parents' generosity that funds <laughs> your your lifestyle. And I still think a lot of us didn't have money. So therefore, you know, having an affordable meal, it can be you know, like dirt cheap and ex- and also uh, delicious. That's all we're asking for. And I heard n- nail salons, foot massages <laughs> yes. and stuff. What kind of life are these people leading? That doesn't sound like, you know, the familiar student life of myself and many others. So I, I think there's still this huge potential of... Um, well, customers or, you know, or, or it, this is the reality of student life that people want cheap, affordable uh, services. And a lot of us are cooking for ourselves. If you're uh, an overseas student or in Chinese um dormitories, you don't have your own kitchen, but you're probably living on a shoestring budget. And and that's the reality for a lot of students. So I think it's important to sort of um, see, okay, so on the one hand, maybe there is um, this growing um, wallet for some people. But on the other hand, uh, people are just trying to, you know, learn as much as they can, study well, and uh stay alive. (laughs) Uh, And that's part of student life. So um, do you have any suggestions or I don't think these businesses need our suggestions. They probably know best for their own survival. But, you know, sort of the the next leg of the journey when it mm. comes to the, the the economy around the uh, college campus, where do you see it going? Well, I mean, if I did have one suggestion I or something that I've seen work myself in university towns, it's when some of these businesses start to employ students. I think that's one practical thing that can be done, which I didn't see that much or I haven't heard that's that common, it being that common in China. But I know that when restaurants and bars in my own country, in these university towns, starting to employ more students, started to make it easier for them, have flexible hours, they would bring the clientele and the vibe of the place would be more student orientated. That's one thing that maybe might start to happen. I don't know. Or maybe everybody's just going to be eating in one place in the same mall forever. Yeah, Please that's, don't. <laughs> that's actually a very smart approach because that can also help restaurants to understand more about their customers, right? Because sometimes if we hear more young people in the businesses, they can also offer very, you know, strategic advices. And my advice would be um, take young people seriously 
Because I, you know, according to my personal observations, sometimes, well, there are actually the, the majority of those stores are good, and、uh, however, there are some stores、um, they may just think that young people they know nothing about prices, they know nothing about the quality, so they can just have some like maybe short wait. I still remember one fruit store, you know, alongside the back street of my university.、Um, that store has has been there for like. Years until one day, when a senior from my college、um, published a social media post saying that this、uh, the owner of this fruit stores has actually been giving short wait for years, yet nobody really discover. So, so you know somehow you know that post just lead to you know the business of these fruit stores decline directly. I. I believe that maybe until now the owner of this、uh, store didn't really re- realize what happened, but you know that's all happening inside the campus. So、um, s- uh, young people can really have strong impact on the business nearby those、uh, stores,、mm. big and small. So take them seriously and be honest and show your professional services. Yeah, that's key. And also know your customer. That's Sort of、uh, business one on one, what you need to do, and your your generations of customers are changing, and their preferences are changing, and it's important to sort of keep up with that. And just to offer you a little bit of an example of the good old days, remember when internet cafes used to be a thing, and、mm-hmm. people would have dates there. Yes, dates? yes, yes. yes. <laughs> did did they? <laughs> yeah, like sort of,、um, you know,、uh, what do you call it? Internet surf together or something, and then you sit next to each other, and it's very sweet and innocent. Okay,、um, but no longer do we see internet cafes, right? Everybody's on their smartphones, and they want their delivery. They want their LARP. That's live action role playing. So apparently, Jubansha is quite popular among, you know, these back streets, and、uh, yeah, that's only one of the many business ventures that、um, retailers and.、Uh, These、uh, entrepreneurs can take up. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up next, we recommend some great content featured at this year's Golden Pandas Awards. Stay tuned.